Hey guys, so I thought uh, I'd pop in here real quick and talk to you about a conversation I had yesterday with a guy that just purchased five rental properties. And uh, he asked me a pretty uh, a pretty good question, honestly. Um, it's something I've been asked on several occasions, and that is, how many properties should I start with? This is a guy just getting into real estate. And first, before he before you answer the question how many properties you should buy you you need to know if real estate is the right thing for you and and by the way i believe it's the right thing for everybody honestly Uh, it is the superior investment vehicle out there it creates more predictability there's more tax advantages and loopholes to it than any other investment out there Um, so i think if you do your homework and you compare it to I mean, the number one investment vehicle in this country, mutual funds, I mean, it's hands down superior, just just from those standpoints, in my opinion. Um, however, my point was saying, you know, you got to ask yourself, is it the right investment vehicle? And what I mean by that is you have to set the right expectations for yourself when you're purchasing real estate, you know, because he, he was talking to me and he's like, well, if I, if I buy the, you know, if I buy this property at, at this amount, and the and the tenants pay this amount in rent, and my taxes are this much, and my my uh, insurance is this much, and my property management fees are this much, and uh, you know all those things, and my my deferred maintenance and vacancy is this much, then this should be what I get, right? And uh, he was looking at it through just some rosy lenses, and uh, listen. Uh, no problem with that. There's no problem with that. But really what you've got to ask yourself is when you're analyzing the risk of real estate or any investment is you need to look at it and say, okay, what is my worst case scenario here? Okay. The worst case scenario is I buy the property, a tenant gets placed in the property and they either leave in the middle of the night because it's happened, right? Or I have to evict them because they stop paying. Okay, well, what does that look like? Well, I've got to pay two hundred dollars to evict them. Then I've got to, you know, then I go maybe sixty days without rent because I've got to get a new tenant in there, and you know, all of that can happen, right? So my point with my point with breaking all of that down is. I compared it to his mutual funds, and I and I asked him. I said, "Tell me what you know about mutual funds." Well, I don't really know a lot. They're just invested in the stock market, you know. And a mutual fund will invest a lot of times in thousands of different companies. And this, in his particular case, he says, "Well, this guy is managing it right, and he's done his research on these companies." And I said, "Yeah, you'd hope so, but has he ever told you that, <laughs> right?" And he said, "Well, I don't know. I never talked to him." Of course not. The guy manages $10 billion just in this mutual fund. You're not getting on the phone with him. Uh, But the real question is, it's your responsibility, our responsibility as investors to make sure we understand what it is that we're investing in. It's nobody else's responsibility. The easy thing to do is to blame it away. You know, when I was a financial advisor for 10 years, that's what would happen all the time. People would put their money in places and they always loved where they placed their money when everything was going really well. But if there was any type of pullback because the stock market went down, that's that's when people would question, whoa, what did you put me in? Right? And they would always put they would always put all of that on the financial advisor. Well, it's your job to make make sure all of that happens. No, no, no. 
It's our job as investors, first and foremost, to make sure is to be educated on where we're putting our money. You see, it's our money. If we give away the control and the power of our future away to somebody else, I can guarantee you, right, you're going to be less likely to be successful. Some of you, maybe that's what you need to do because you don't have the discipline to do it anyways, but um, you just have to get lucky. You need some luck, just some straight up luck and hoping you picked the right person that actually did their their homework and invested in something that they understood. Follow that lines up for you. You'll do really well. But for the 99%, you're going to pick the wrong guy. He won't have done his homework. And you're going to invest in something you lose a lot of money in because you didn't understand the risks. Okay? So with real estate, you got to look at that. I mean, if the stock market drops, you know, and I asked him, I said, what happens what are you going to do if the stock market drops 10% and you know you lose $10,000 on your 100 grand? Well, I don't know. I'm going to pull it out. Okay, but pulling it out isn't a strategy for making money. Okay? That's a strategy. You know, that's not a strategy for making money. That, that's just an action. Right? A strategy for making money is investing it in something where you have the opportunity to make money and if it's not invested, it can't make money. So he says, well, I don't know. I said, because if it goes down 10%, how are you going to identify why it went down by 10%? He says, well, I'm not. So at least in real estate, you know that it's going to go down. You're not making money because either your renter is not paying you or your house is sitting empty right now and you need to find somebody and put them in it. Okay. That's the power of real estate. You can identify what the problem is. Maybe you got a bum property manager. Maybe you got the wrong property manager. Okay. Some people will look look at that as a reason to completely bail out of real estate and to run for the hills and to never invest in real estate. Matter of fact, this guy I was talking to, um, he had his dad that had purchased a home and he had this whole nightmare situation with this property manager. They let this guy... This guy's son move in and take over the lease, but the guy never actually signed the new lease. He never qualified. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. They ended up trashing the place, which is a bad deal. And uh, I said, okay, so it wasn't that the real estate was bad. It's that you had the wrong property manager. So why don't you just get a new property manager? You see, because when he decided not to invest in real estate, he went and just put his money in mutual funds, which he didn't understand. He couldn't identify the problem. And in the crash of 0708, he still lost a bunch of money. I would rather know why I'm losing money and to lose money. Listen, you don't want to lose money, so don't take this the wrong way. But I, I would rather know why I'm losing money than losing money in something where I can't figure out what the problem is. Okay, Because if you can identify what the problem is, now... Now I know I can fix it, you know? Now I know it's like, okay, well, what do I got to do? I got to get a new property manager, okay? Well, yeah, there's some legwork there. It's not a fun experience, but getting rich requires work, okay? If it didn't require work, your mom and dad and uncle and aunt, they'd all be retired with more money than they know what to do with. But the average person to live an extraordinary life has to be willing to do the things that the average person won't do. You see, there's this, there's this thing floating around that says, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Baloney. That's that, uh, terrible advice. You know, and uh, you have to be willing to do what others aren't willing to do. And listen, if other people aren't willing to do it, that means it's not fun. 
But you can find the fun in knowing that what you're doing is move is pushing you forward. Either way, there's going to be pain. There's going to be the pain of doing it so that you can create the outcome that you want, right? Having the money that you want, living the life that you want, or there's going to be the pain of you not doing it and not living the life that you want, not being able to travel, not being able to, you know, do whatever, whatever it is you want to do. Okay. So there's pain either way. I love that. There's a quote that says, you know, you know, if you're doing something that's hard and painful, you might as well finish it, right? Because you're, it's already hard and painful. So at least you might, you might want to get something out of it. And again, I butchered that quote so bad, but you get the point. If it's painful, you might as well get something out of it. Okay, so back to back to this real estate question at the very beginning. So he asked, "How many should, how many properties should I buy?" He's, he said, uh, sh- "You know, should I buy five properties? Should I buy one properties?" Listen, if you're gonna think small and act small, small things will take you out. Okay, I said the biggest challenge with new investors when they start investing is they buy one door. You can't get you can't when I say one door. You know, one income stream, one single family house, whatever, right? Uh, meaning you have one renter in the property. When you when you do one of anything, one of anything is never going to get you anywhere. You can't just pick up a basketball and shoot one shot and all of a sudden be an expert in a professional. Professional. When when a baby is learning to walk, it doesn't take one step and magically learn how to walk. Okay, I mean that's an analogy. I've got a one year old, so I just watched all of this happen with her, right? But one of anything doesn't make you an expert. So why would you think that buying one property is... Listen, people that only start by buying one property, two, one of two things. One, that's they're just getting going. That's the beginning for them, which I have good for them for getting going. Or two, they're scared and they're not committing. <clears throat> okay? So one... It's, it's either they're just getting going and it's the start of building, stacking income to their goal of 10, 20, 30, 50, 100, 200 doors, whatever, okay? Or two, they could do 5, 10, 15, 20 doors, but they're non-committal. Listen, if you don't commit to something, that something will commit to somebody else. You don't commit to cash flow, cash flow gets bored and it, and it goes somewhere else. Having one property takes one little thing to make it a big thing, okay? Meaning you have one property, one stream of income, and something happens with it, guess what? It's cut off your entire flow. But what if you had five flows going? You had five properties. Something happens with one of them, you still have four separate flows, okay? Four separate flows. I mean, I had a guy, I mean, talk about bad luck, but he bought three properties, and in his first... uh, his first, geez, maybe it was less than six months. It could have been even his first few months. Uh, I'd be lying to you if I know if I told you the exact timeline. But it was under his first six months. He had two of his tenants. Well, he had one of his tenants die. Okay, um, the husband passed away. The wife couldn't afford the rent on her own, and so she had to move out of the house. Okay, bad luck. Okay, you, you, I mean that's just something you can't foresee. The second tenant just in the middle of the night up and left. So two out of his three properties, 
uh, he had that experience with. And he's like, oh, you know, he called me and he was all down. And he says, I don't know. I just doubt this whole real estate thing. And I said, the problem isn't that this happened with two of your properties. Because those things were completely out of your control and out of your property manager's control. The problem was is, is you only had three properties. If you had 30 properties and that happened if, to two of your properties, how do you think you'd feel? One, you still, you'd want to get it cash flowing again, but it's not going to just totally disrupt and ruin your entire life because it's two of 30. But when it's two of three or two of two, because you only own two properties, that's a big problem. Okay. So you want to get wider as fast as you can. You want as many income streams as quickly as possible because the more doors, the more, more income streams it will create and the more bulletproof you'll be. Okay, Our best clients are the guys that own 20, 25, 30 properties on their way to building 40, 50 properties with us. Okay, Those guys, listen, their properties still have issues. You're going to have uh, drains are going to get clogged. A, a kid's going to throw up, pick up a rock and break a window. You're going to get, uh, you know, this or that. Something's going to happen. But when it's, when it's, uh, those things happen, and you've got 30 properties and it happens on a couple of them, you don't feel the effects of it. So those of you that are that you're thinking small, small things are always going to continue to disrupt your life and they're, they're going to have big, bigger impacts than they should. Okay. But the alternative is if you don't, I always ask people, if you don't invest in real estate, and this is exactly what I asked him, I said, if you don't invest in real estate, what's your alternative? Where are you going to put your money? Just keep it in your mutual funds? Well, cool, if that's where you want to be. Um, I don't think that's where you want to be because you want to be in something you can understand and you were drawn to real estate for a reason. I said, but you're always going to be the guy that anytime something happens that you don't like about your investment, you're just going to pull out and you're going to run to the next investment. And you're going to be doing that your entire life, which means you'll never be making money because you're always hoping to just get lucky. It's like you're sitting at the blackjack table and uh, you're never hitting for another card. You're just only going to play. You're only the only time you're ever going to win is if you win blackjack. Okay, you're just you're going to run out of money. That's a bad example because everybody knows the the house always wins. Okay, and I know there's someone listening to this. They're like, oh, every time I play, I win. Okay, cool. Uh, you're the exception, but for the rest of us, the 99%. I mean, the reason the biggest biggest uh, buildings are in, are in Vegas or the casinos because they always win, right? So, I, you know, I, I commended this guy. I said, you know, you should buy five. If you can start with five, buy five, okay? Because you're immediately getting some width. You're getting some girth on you, some investment girth, okay? You, now you have five separate income streams that if something happens, because something will happen eventually, it may not be immediately. It may not be for a year, two years, three years, Something will eventually happen and it will disrupt um, one of those income streams. Okay, so it's going to happen. You want as many doors as possible. Okay, um, so, anyways, that's just, that's just a thought I would share. Uh, you know, you, if you want what other people don't have, you've got to think and act like other people don't think and act. And most people, they're too scared. They're non-committal. They just they want to invest in things. If everything goes perfect, and nothing is ever going to go perfect, 
okay? I believe real estate is the best way. I mean, you talk to a CPA from a tax advantage standpoint, uh, you know, a predictability of income standpoint, it, this is bar none. I mean, transferring money from one generation to the next, I believe real estate, it's not even just what I believe. The facts are, it is one of the most advantageous investment vehicles out there. Just make sure you understand it and get going. Nothing ever comes from delaying action you know you should take. So happy investing. If there's anything we can do, go to uh, InvictusCashflow.com. That's InvictusCashflow.com. We'd love to share with you how we help people own real estate without dealing with the tenants, the toilets, or the trash, and how you can leverage a team so that real estate doesn't own you, but you can own it. So happy investing. Good luck to you. We'll see you soon.